hey, our school year is basically coming to an end. This is our last full week of class. And therefore, kind of means after this episode, we're kind of going on a hiatus, going to be figuring out what the next steps are for our podcast and our lives. Yeah, we'll talk more about it at the end, but it's been a really good learning experience to make this podcast every week or almost every week. And we're definitely not done with making episodes. So today we're just going to keep it light with a Q&A and just like letting you guys in on our plans. So here's our simple Q&A. <laughs> our first question comes from our friend James, who just asked, how's it going? He also asked us like three other questions or two other questions. So how's it going? I don't know. This period is a really weird time. It's so weird. So both of us are like just weeks away from graduating, which... Scary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to do with myself. Like all the classes are ending and I'm like, bye? Never. Not never going to do this again. I'm pretty sure I'll go back to school, but at least not for this year. So it's time to like finally get out of this routine of like a school year, which is pretty wild. And we also don't know what we're doing in the future. Yeah. Like, not completely. It's like that in a broader sense. Like, I don't know what I'm doing for like life. Yeah. But I also feel like I don't know what I'm doing like up close either. Mm-hmm. Like this summer is kind of just up in the air still. And then I don't know. Every everything is up in the air. We also need to find a new house, which adds some stress. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of pressure to have fun. Oh, because, like, we're seniors and we're leaving? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you excited? What are you going to do? Where are you going to grad school? And then everyone's also like, make sure you appreciate this time, which is difficult. (laughs) I can barely appreciate it. Yeah, because when things are so uncertain, it makes it hard to do so. True. But yeah. So that's how we're doing. Everything is weird, but that's okay. Okay. Let's just keep going with James's questions. Okay. So his next one was, do you feel that podcasting has helped you grow and develop as a person? How and why? Yes. <laughs> I mean, when you're just talking and sharing your opinions, the stakes are a lot lower. Not saying that our listenership is so wide that now we have to like be really careful about everything we say, but there's a certain level of ownership that you have to take with the things that you do say. And you do also have to think a little bit longer about what your opinions are or like what your views are. So in that way, it has helped and kind of like pushed us to be a little bit more bold. But also it's definitely been a learning process in like letting go of having like one opinion be out there. One that very well may change. Also, I know how to edit things on GarageBand now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like very similar to what you just said and I also think that we're still in the early stages of our podcasting career I'd say she said career (laughs) speak it into existence and so I just feel like there's so much more to learn Mm. and I mean I feel like since we had to juggle this podcast with all of our other commitments of just like school and work and things like that Like, I feel like our priority sometimes was just to make it rather than to push it, if that makes sense. That's true. 
And so I just feel like there's probably a lot of aspects of podcasting that we just haven't had the chance to go into yet. Mm. So I feel like there's a lot of growing left to do. But in terms of what we have learned so far, I feel really similar to Connie of just accepting the fact that I'll say things that are probably wrong and that I'll probably want to disown later. But that's okay. I think that's part of it. Our last question from James. What direction are you hoping to take the podcast in for future episodes? I mean, I think expanding upon what I was just saying, like I feel like for me personally, I think it would be cool if we could just kind of stretch the way we produce our episodes as in like add more texture to it of just like it not being 15 minutes not being 15 minutes not just being a straight conversation but hopefully being able to add things that make it more engaging for the ear you know like transition music yeah or just like i don't know like an audible sponsorship (laughs) maybe like, I, I, I mean, I feel like I haven't even had time to, like, flesh out the ideas behind what I'm saying right now. But I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more we could be doing with this medium that we just haven't, like, one, we maybe haven't had access to because no one is mentoring us right now with the podcast. But also just, like, I was numbering something. Why, why was I doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. I'm always, like, number one. And then I have nothing to say. I I think I had a number two, but I don't remember anymore. But yeah. Yeah, I think we want to go a little bit more in depth because there's just so much that you can't cover when you're trying to have a conversation and squeeze it into 15, 20 minutes. Like for our last episode about interface solidarity, like there's so much that we could have, like there's so much nuance behind the similarities or like how to have interface solidarity other than being like, oh, we should have solidarity because Christianity and Islam are similar. Or, like, share people in the theology. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much that extends beyond that that we weren't able to necessarily cover. And we definitely want to, like, have more of those conversations where we have other voices to kind of bring new perspectives mm-hmm. than the ones that we just have. And I, I remember, like, when we first thought about what our podcast would be, it was a really big part of it, of just, like, having other people come on and talk. And so we definitely want to do more of that. Keep doing that and do more of that. Thanks for your questions, James. Moving right along. Michael's question, which is, what's the best sandwich? Sandwich is pretty broad. So breakfast sandwich. Okay. The best breakfast sandwich is sausage, egg, and cheese. Yes. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's fact. Definitely something that has been imparted on me by being in New York for the past four years. But yes, sausage, egg, and cheese is the best thing. Also, from Michael, (laughs) our biggest fan, what's the meaning of life? He's deep. I mean, I can't give a definitive answer necessarily, but given our beliefs, our meaning of life is from God. Like our purpose in life would be to be in communion with God and be in communion with each other and love one another. Yeah. Like all I'm thinking about is like the two greatest commandments, Mm. love God and love others. Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
having that be the meaning of life that is like given by God, who we believe to be like an all powerful, all good, all knowing being is so freeing compared to the purpose that I often that we often assign to ourselves being like the meaning of my life is the work that I do, which can be super discouraging when it doesn't go well or like the meaning is like in how other people perceive you or like my meaning is in how good of a person I am because that can get exhausting. Yeah, because no one is perfect. And yeah. So we got two questions that centered around how to respond to racism in a constructive way by Andrew and Yang. So Connie, why don't you take it away? So responding to instances of racism or just like things that are harmful in general. I feel like we talk about this quite a bit like day to day or maybe like in our microaggressions episodes. But I feel like confronting someone about something that is either like racist or sexist or like homophobic, transphobic, whatever, is pretty similar to the way that you would confront someone if they just like said something or did something to like hurt your feelings or like something that is like disrespectful. But it is a little like more complicated than that because I feel like when I would, when if I'm like confronting someone about something racist, I'm kind of like speaking definitely like on behalf of myself, but also on behalf of other people who are also Asian. Mm-hmm kind of like thinking about how that person might treat other people who look like you or are in the same groups as you. Mm -hmm. Again, like it's also complicated because if you use that logic, that kind of implies that everyone thinks that the same things are racist, which is also not true. Yeah, that's true. And so there's just a lot of nuance that has to go into thinking about that. But as kind of a general rule, I feel like it works. Yeah, like... I feel like it's more about like saying how something makes you feel as someone who identifies or who is part of like a community or a group rather than being like you are racist and this is racist being like this is problematic because or like it's harmful because it made me feel like I don't belong here or that you don't like see me as like whatever or you don't respect like the community. Yeah, just like kind of giving them an invitation to see where you're coming from and see how something might potentially be harmful using I feel language yeah it's also just understanding that all of these instances are kind of a moment for you to grow where it's like being racist is almost just a fact of life you will be racist at some point yeah like it's a fact of life in that it's like so interwoven into our like society Where it's not like only one group is racist or problematic. Yeah, it requires openness from both sides of the conversation. And in that way, it's fostering a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed one. Yeah, like for the person being confronted, whether that's you or someone who like you are talking to, for you to see them as a person who like will or can be better from the conversation Rather than you just being like, I'm going to let out all my anger at them and that's the end of it. But also like growing for you, like, or whoever is the person doing the confronting by being like... By just being able to be honest. I don't know. I think it's like a skill to be able to have conversations like that in a productive way. That's true. But yeah, like, I think both of those or like everything we've said so far kind of in my mind, I'm thinking about like people who 
I'm either friends with already or people who there's just like an established relationship or like level of trust. I don't think that it would be too far-fetched to think that this conversation would lead to somewhere productive. It also f- makes me think of like in- instances where the interaction can be like a little bit more thought out. Like, hey, like the other day you said this and it made me feel blah. Like after you like kind of mold over it a bit. But also like calls to mind like instances where you see just like hurtful things or harmful things online, which is like a whole different side of the coin because I think many online like battles <laughs> through like Facebook comments or like Twitter threads are usually like not the most productive especially because you can't really suss out like the tone and usually like don't might not know them very well could be like a total stranger so yeah there's definitely a lot of ways you can kind of respond to something that's online too because it's a lot easier to kind of let things be and just let it sit out there or you could respond to it publicly or you can even private message the other person and so a lot of that is dependent on the case and what kind of person you're comfortable being but I'm personally more on the side of taking it to the DMs and just sorting it out there just you and the other person yeah I would agree I feel like Like, if you're taking it to the DMs, that's not to be like, oh, I'm not going to, like, share my views with the platform that I have. But I think it's just, like, you're making that I feel kind of space within, like, the realm of just, like, a one-on-one conversation rather than being like, this is a public call-out. Yeah, it, like, takes some performance anxiety away, which I think is important for vulnerable conversations. Mm. That's a good point. And then the last thing would be, like, Whatever happens beyond the first step of, like, confrontation, like, however they respond, that's, like, another thing. Yeah, like, I don't know, though, it's hard to accept. I think that once you open up that space and say how you feel, it's kind of out of your hands, how the other person responds and takes what you say. And so you just have to remember that, you know, you can't control everything about the situation and that both sides have to pull their weight in making improvement from an instance of racism. Yeah, or like just reconciling. Yeah. The goal that we should be aiming for is for like reconciliation and okay, like let's both like do better type thing. So I feel like if that is the end that's in sight, then the conversation is so much more likely to be one that is productive. Yeah, that's true. Like what you want to accomplish through the conversation will be very telling about how the conversation will go. And yeah, don't be discouraged if it doesn't go well one time. You're probably going to encounter racism in many different forms many times. And so it's important that you keep vigilant and you take heart because it matters. Yeah, I would like encourage us all to continue to be vulnerable because that does take a lot of courage and effort um, to kind of like put yourself out there and telling someone how something hurt you. And it's very easy to kind of like close that part of you off once it is like not taken well, like maybe one time or like many times. But it is like, yeah, I would agree. It's like really important to like continue to make room for these types of conversations. So that's our answer to this question. I know it was kind of a long winded, sprawling one, but there's really no one easy way to boil it down. Mm, Yeah. 
Thanks, Andrew and Yang. Next, we have a question from our friend Bern, who asked, "What's the last thing you learned how to say in Chinese?" Which I guess we'll just expand, but we can start with Chinese. I'm scared because I'm gonna butcher it. And the last thing I learned is like the most useless phrase <laughs> one could know in Chinese. Because <laughs> I learned "soeda," I can't say it,、mm-hmm. but which means so-called, which is so useless. <laughs> We have a friend who just keeps saying it, like just mixes it in with just how he talks, and so I couldn't help but pick up on it.、Mm. And ask what it meant, and then just like, like I would hear maybe like a Chinese song, or just like someone speaking in Chinese,、mm-hmm. and I can hear the phrase, like I can pick it. <laughs> oh shoot! So I feel like I really know it. <laughs> I don't clearly remember the last thing that I learned in Chinese. I was doing a poetry thing on. Like Chinese poetry, got a book from this like famous Chinese poet, and I was trying to go through it, but my my reading skills aren't that good, so I used the opportunity to go through it with my mom, whose reading skills are great, <laughs> <laughs> and we just like went through, and it's just cool like seeing how because all the words that I know are mostly used in conversations, but. The language that is used in poetry is like a lot higher, like more sharp and specific.、Mm-hmm. And so I was learning like words for like feeding horses, which I could say in like conversational Chinese, but there's like a formal phrase for it,、mm. like、and、an s- idiomatic phrase. Yeah, kind of. Okay. So stuff like that. Don't ask me what it is. I don't remember. <laughs> That's cute though, because you got to like kind of use language as a way to talk to your mom.、Mm. Okay, what about your Korean? Korean, all of it, if not most of it, I've learned from you. Notable phrases <laughs> would be, <laughs> I only remember like miwo. It's an adjective、mm-hmm. used to describe people who are just kind of <laughs> like squinting into the distance, trying to remember. Well, it's like an adjective, and like in its simplest form, it just means ugly. Oh, but. Like it, it has a lot of uses、mm. in that it can describe someone's behavior as like ugly, but it becomes more figurative at、mm. that point.、Um, The other phrase was like something that means like fighting. Oh, gaburo. Yeah, I feel like that one's more me than miwo. Oh shoot! Want to explain what it means? It's just like you want to fight. Like you're aggressive. Yeah, and it's it's usually met in a playful way too.、Mm. <laughs> But miwo is more like serious. Not really. Like it can be. It can be. Can gaburo be serious? It's pretty <laughs> casual.、I'd、okay.、Mm. Okay. So that's the Korean that I know. I use Reddit a lot, and I follow the Korean subreddit. And it's just about like the language and people are learning the language and people who know the language just go there and ask questions or ask for like I don't know how you remember certain words and just like fun things like that. Like all the Korean I know is very colloquial because I've just learned it from talking to my mom in Korean. 
but the subreddit covers more ground and it looks at like the kind of nuance that words have, whether it's connotation or you use it in a formal setting versus an informal setting, things like that. And so I can't remember specifically the last thing I learned, but I have definitely picked up on more, I guess, like advanced things compared to what I knew by lurking on the subreddit. Our last question comes from Times, who asked, what is the best basic life skill to learn? I don't know, like cutting an onion or something. (laughs) 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 Or maybe just like using Google Calendar or like a planner, just anything that works for you. Oh, shoot. Very. That's that's where my brain is going. Huh. I was going to say like learn how to read and write. Oh, oh, that's so basic. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's something that a lot of people don't know how to do. Do you mean read and write in one language or many Yeah, languages? like to be literate. Okay. Knowledge is power these days. That's true. So, yeah. There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if we're not talking, like, hard skills, I would say, like, how to listen to people or, like, oh, yeah, definitely. empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for all your questions. Um, it was a lot of fun to kind of like consider all of these like thoughts that we have about these random things, whether it be about like how to respond to racism or why sausage and cheese is unrivaled as a breakfast sandwich. Yeah, and uh, it's it's hard to say where we're going to be because <laughs> we don't know. But hopefully this hiatus will be shorter than longer and we'll be back with new exciting content soon. Wish us luck on finding an apartment and planning out our summers and also the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode, any previous episode or like Yeah, just like any amount of support that you've given us over the past few months. It's meant a lot and it's definitely given us like that encouraging push to keep going. So, um, yeah, see you guys on the flippity flip. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Scott. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This was... But where are you really from on 89.1 FM WNYU?